Welcome to Booked, where two guys are experiencing the lazy summer of podcasting. I'm Rob Olson. And I'm Livia Snedden. Uh, Rob, how's your uh, how's your lazy summer coming along so far? I mean, it's been like five days or something, so... Um, <laughs> how, many, how many lines of text from a fictional story did you read in this last five days? Uh, none. Zero. Subtitles, yeah, yeah, yeah. subtitles Zero. don't count. Okay, I just want to make sure you were on the same yeah, It's a possibility. I was about to crack a book, um, and I and I did not yet. So, oh, are are yeah. you are you at liberty to discuss what this book is, or is it some super secret thing? It's a manuscript that's not yet published by one of our favorite authors. Nice, very nice. Is it one I I may have yeah. myself? Yes. Okay, and you've read. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I was so, looking for. All right. All right. Congratulations, everybody that's listening. We're talking about stuff that you don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I don't know. We've talked about it. At any rate, look, we're not going to talk about books really very much um, this episode. We had so much fun and such a great response to our time travel episode that we wanted to prove that we could not duplicate that fucking magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> By doing an episode on mythical creatures yeah um rob you're uh, you're an expert in mythical creatures i take it well no here's the thing like I, I i uh i thought to myself like what would be a topic that would just be like fertile for conversation and um i thought about mythical creatures and i and i thought oh you know we're gonna take it as seriously as we took the time travel one where we're reading things and researching stuff and things like that and um that's I was excited about it, but I don't know if we took this topic as seriously maybe as we did uh, time travel. So I will tell you what I don't want to say I didn't take it seriously, but I don't have the same um, the same love passion. for mythical creatures, yeah, that yeah. I do for time travel. So we're gonna see how it goes. I do say that next time though, next time we want to broach this subject. Yeah. I want to. I, I think I've got the next topic, and it's not going to be next week, but sometime later in the lazy summer of podcasting. <laughs> Near and dear to my heart, conspiracy theories, and I think that'll be a lot of fun to talk about. Ooh, I mean, you'll talk yeah. about you'll talk about conspiracy theories. I'll talk about real things that happen that you're just not in the know about. Okay, so all right, <laughs> I I, just, I feel like there was a lot of judgment in the way that you said that <laughs> judgment about me. No, no, listen, it's okay. I mean, the, the masses just don't understand sometimes. So, so you're yeah. on so the inside. Okay. You're Mel Gibson, and I'm uh, Julia Roberts. Is that? Sir, you are no Julia Roberts. I actually yeah. don't like Julia Roberts. Can I be like Emma Roberts? <laughs> I'm not sure who she is. Who is she? She's she on Screen Queens. Creature? Hmm. I'm going to Google this right now. She was in the, um, to take it to a level that you're going to know, she was in American Horror Story, the uh, Coven. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the main chick from screen. Yes, yes, yes. I know exactly yes. who this is. Yeah, she's a little bit of a mythical creature herself. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's really short. Is she? She's 5'2". All right. She well, seems taller. Anyway. Her personality, really tall. That's a very tall personality. So um, Rob is going to get us started on... Booked interlude number, I don't know, four million. And uh, this is Mythical Creatures. Thanks for listening. Yeah. So um, I think that we're just going to we're going to do this a little bit freeform. So you would think that like there would be a structure where we'd say, let's talk about this creature and then this creature. And we might get to that. Um, but uh, I'm just going to start out by by getting the, the big one. Just kind of get this one out of the way. 
um, because it would be weird if we didn't mention this one, but it's not my favorite uh, mythical creature, and that's Bigfoot. So, like, when you're thinking about mythical creatures, you're thinking about... <sighs> there's, a, there's enough people, there's, like, enough different, like... Some, you know, people in the world who claim to have seen this creature, but there's no real um, evidence, and it's all all of the evidence is carried through like story and, and circumstance and things like that. Um, and so, I feel like that's kind of what we're talking about. When we're talking about mythical creatures, and and especially in the United States, I know that in, like in other countries there might be other big ones, but like the first one that I thought of was Bigfoot. I don't know about you, Olivia, but Bigfoot was the first one that came to mind. Yeah, I mean. We're in the United States, and I, I don't know for sure, but I think that's mostly a United States thing. Do you know? Um, well, I, I think that uh, it has different names in different areas. So, like, Yeti is, you know, Yeti, Bigfoot. There's, I think that in different parts of the world, it's called other things. Gotcha. Well, I do know that um, for nearly 200 years, people that, you know, documented have been seeing um, this creature. So, I, I mean, what do you say about this? I, I, as I was thinking about mythical creatures, I was thinking like, I was thinking back to the time travel episode. And I was thinking like, man, nobody can really disprove time travel because if it happens 100 years from now, we could experience it tomorrow. So, I mean, it's really hard to, to disprove that. A lot of these can probably be disproved by science. And, and But Bigfoot was interesting because it's one of the ones that came to mind that I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't think we can scientifically prove Bigfoot doesn't exist, or at least with any confidence, scientifically state. And here's my thought. Um, you've been, well, I know you've been in Alaska. Have you ever just been in a forest somewhere, like a big <laughs> forest? <laughs> yes. Like, that's a lot of ground to cover. And there are other, I mean, like, if somebody really wanted to examine a, a, a big parcel of land, I mean, I guess there's the technology to do, like, heat sensing and stuff like that. But I don't think, because we're going to come to another one that I think can be discredited pretty quickly nowadays. But this one, I'm not so certain that it doesn't exist. It's, so let's examine it. It's not really far off from us um, in being said that there are people who are six and a half, seven, seven and a half feet tall even. Um, so having a creature that's very similar to a human in that it walks upright and has you know two arms and two legs and kind of resembles a person but is hairier doesn't seem like it's that far out of the, the realm of reality. Um, so like... Uh, y- Yes. And, and I have some thoughts on that, but I'm just going to like, I'm going to cut into something right now that I think is going to become a problem. And that's the idea of proof. So proof defined by dictionary.com is evidence sufficient to establish a thing is true or to produce belief in its truth. So you can't like, you can't prove a negative is I guess what I'm trying to say. Like you can't prove the absence of something. Right. Sure. Let's. I'm going to skip ahead just a little bit because I know we're probably going to talk about the Loch Ness monster, right? <laughs> yeah. Lives in a lives in a pretty small body of water, and we have like sonar and stuff. It, it if somebody hasn't done it, it wouldn't take much to say, "Hey, there's a sighting in this in this lock," right? It is a lock. Yeah, and dropping some type of sonar in there and being like, "Yeah, there's nothing bigger in here than uh, you know a trout or whatever the the largest fish is to to be able to discredit." Um, a sighting, I guess. All right, but I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a little a wrench into that one. Okay. Um, underground caves. 
Sonar's not going to get past Loch Ness hanging out in an underground cave underwater. Would we know that that those particular so so Loch Ness itself? I mean, is 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 pretty popular, not just for its sightings of of Nessie. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, right? I mean, I'm thinking that's been explored. We would know if there are underground caves and and other kinds of things that exist there, right? I think I mean, we're that not talking about yeah. some remote part of the ocean, <laughs> like right, know. right, right. No, I think that there are caves in that lock. I could be wrong. Um, I don't know the extent to which they have been uh, um, explored. But um, I'm just trying to keep the mystery alive, man. You can't just be like, well, Sonar says it's not possible. <laughs> no, I know. Well, but, but, and then going back, but going back to Bigfoot, that's what I'm saying. The Bigfoot A seems a lot more likely because it's very close to, to what we are and we know we exist. And it's a lot of ground to cover. And there's no real efficient way to, um, you know, discredit a, a Bigfoot sighting. Sure. sure. And all right, let's think about Bigfoot. Like in all my re- – like – I'm going to do kind of like a pre-summary of my thoughts on Bigfoot by saying that all of my research about Bigfoot has has kind of brought me back to one kind of central thought or concept about Bigfoot. And maybe you'll agree with me with this. Maybe you won't. Bigfoot's fucking boring. Like, it's a fucking... It looks like... It looks like sometimes it looks like a dude in a gorilla suit. I watched some drone footage where, like, some little, like blob of darkness in the bushes on on some drone footage was Bigfoot. Like, there's really nothing exciting. It's not like, oh, you know what, we found the bones of someone's dog and it, like, had bite marks from Bigfoot or something. Like, you get the occasional, like, um, plaster mold of a footprint. And... I don't know. I never thought about that. It's a very valid point. Um... There, yeah, there are no Bigfoot attacks. There are only Bigfoot sightings. <laughs> right. It's just like, oh, there's Bigfoot. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it could just be that Bigfoot is one of the, you know, the like most shy. I guess that's why. Maybe mythical creatures are all just really shy. We'll we'll maybe touch on that <laughs> a little bit later. So, all right, yay or nay, Bigfoot? Are are, are you a believer? Or, no, or, or no, no, you know, okay. So you don't think that <laughs> no, Bigfoot is possible. Okay. Well, uh, I here's think we should do this individually like, for each one. I think you're not going to believe anything. That's my, the, my that's, thought. Yeah, you're probably pretty close. Gonna, yeah. But like, I mean, like realistically, Bigfoot could be, uh, and, and this is where you get into like digressions and, and, and stuff like that. But like Bigfoot often looks like, like either a big ape or like a dude in a gorilla suit. Like it's basically anytime you see an ape, in a place where there's not supposed to be an ape, it's got it's Bigfoot. I almost said Godzilla for some reason. It's <laughs> <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> I was trying to get more exciting than Bigfoot because Bigfoot's fucking boring. But like, uh, it just looks like. I mean, and that's the thing. I think that the boring part of Bigfoot is that um, until <laughs> until Bigfoot starts doing something exciting, it's just it's it's just an ape that shouldn't be where it is, <laughs> in my mind. All right. I don't know that I agree with um, any of that since I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not good with geography and science and stuff, but I don't think we have like gorillas in, in the U.S. like in the wild. Am I wrong no, on that? No, you're right. OK. You're right. <laughs> and, and and then I'm going to step back and say almost 200 years of sightings. So, uh, you know, problem. Right. So maybe maybe the last 60 sightings were, were fake. Um, but at some point, there were enough 
you know, because there have been like the photos that you can tell have been doctored and, and there's been a lot of stuff that's been discredited that was, uh, you know, supposed to be ev- evidentiary, uh, you know, of Bigfoot. Yeah. Thanks. But um, I, I think that that it started somewhere. So here's here's my thought on Bigfoot. I think Bigfoot is possible. I'm putting him in the possible category for for reasons I stated previously. But I almost think that I don't know. I think it's become a fad. Like you know, now you want to be viral with drone footage of Bigfoot, or you <laughs> want to be cool and be the guy who saw Bigfoot. But I think maybe there was a creature like that, and maybe it's not around anymore. And we're just carrying it on. Not we, you and I. I mean, I guess we are doing a whole fucking episode about it. But you know, I think people are are now fake sighting Bigfoot. But I'm thinking at one point there may have been there may have been a Bigfoot. Now, here here's where. We could we could maybe do a cro- like a crossover with our future conspiracy theory episode. Okay, like there it, it's I mean like anything's possible when we're talking about mythical creatures because nobody really knows shit about them. What if there are people that are out there who are trying to build hoaxes about Bigfoot to prevent us from actually finding the real Bigfoot? Oh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I'm just wanting to go on record right now and say jet fuel can't melt steel beams. <laughs> Is that your? Uh, oh God! Oh, you're gonna make me watch that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have oh. no idea what we're gonna do. Um, we'll, we'll see. Maybe there will be some uh, demand for a conspiracy theory episode where I can really get out my conspiracy theory hat and just like basically just fight you for two hours. On, oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah. So I guess to kind of bring it back on the Bigfoot thing, um, do I think that Bigfoot is a possibility? Yeah, and I think that's why these types of mythical creatures endure is because, like, you can't 100% say no to them, right? Like, it could just be that, you know, it's an evolutionary fluke or, you know, there was a, you know, something thought out and, you know, I don't know, whatever it happens to be. There's there's enough of, <laughs> I just felt like saying that, but, like, there's enough doubt like these things live in in like the world of doubt. They grow through the doubt of like saying like, well, it's possible. There's no way to say for hundred percent sure that it can't exist. So, Bigfoot, and now and the other thing is, um, I've been very negative about Bigfoot, but here's the one thing I have to say: the most compelling proof I've seen for Bigfoot, and I don't know if you've seen this, Livius. It's it's pretty, you know. I mean, it, it's kind of dated, but it was it was around. Back in the day, um, that movie Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? I. Uh, this is not going to surprise listeners. I have not seen that, but I know exactly what you're talking about. John Voight is in that, isn't it? Isn't he? John Voight. I don't know. You know what? I should have brought it up. Um, I know that uh, John Lithgow is. Oh, that guy. Yes. Yes. Oh, you were thinking John Lithgow. I was thinking John Lithgow. Yeah. And Bigfoot. Bigfoot's in it, too. I don't know. Big, well, yeah, clearly. So, I mean, it, now, the question is, if IMDb credits Bigfoot as an, as an actor in that movie, then I think you just have to accept that it's reality. Let's see. Oh, no. Kevin Peter Hall is credited as oh, Harry. All right. Well, all right. Well, there goes that. I thought maybe I had the fix for the whole thing, but clearly I did not. Well, Are you yeah, ready to move off of Bigfoot close. onto even bigger and wetter creatures? <laughs> Of course. What's what's up? We we talked about Nessie already, so I don't know how much else there is to say. I mean, I uh, 
you know, my thoughts on the Loch Ness Monster are that uh, if it was a thing that we would have had some concrete scientific evidence at this point. Now, if you said the Loch Ness Monster only appears sailors out in the middle of the ocean, I, I would allow that doubt to, to creep in, like you said, and be like, well, you know, we can't explore the whole ocean. It's kind of deep. And, you know, there's probably a lot of things in there we don't know about. But it being uh, in lakes in Scotland, I think that I can uh, pretty safely say, uh, at least from my standpoint, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a believer. All right. So let's talk a little bit. I think we need to dig into this particular lake. Um. To just kind of, you know, how big how big would you consider an ad, an average lake? I don't know, like lake size? How do you even measure that? Do you have to do it in fathoms? Well, let's just, I mean, like, how deep in feet would you say an average lake is? <sighs> um, this is kind of science stuff, right? 730. Wow. Really? Seriously? I have, I have no All idea. Right. So we're not going to do it this way. We're going to do it a different way. We're going to talk <laughs> about the actual size of the Loch Ness. Um, it's 22.5 miles long and uh, almost two miles wide uh, with a surface area of 21.8 square miles and an average depth of 433 feet with the maximum depth of 744.6 feet. I'm sorry, what was the maximum depth again? 744.6 feet. Holy shit, I was almost exactly on that. <laughs> you like within, nailed that one. Like a couple of feet. <laughs> and that was like, I was throwing out a number off the, the top of my head. Okay, so basically you're saying it's a little smaller than Lake Michigan. Yeah, it's a massive 22, lake. 22,000 square miles and then um, 923 feet at its depth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, it's a, it's a big lake. All you're saying is like if you're in a one boat, or even if you have like a dozen boats... Like, it's impo- like that fucking fish, whatever it is, monster, dinosaur, whatever you want to call it, could just be like swimming right right outside. It could be like lapping it. You know what I'm saying? Like that, it, it could it could conceivably, unless you had unless I mean really unless you drained it, it would be difficult to like say we've looked at everything inside this lake. Um, okay. Uh, I, I, yeah. Okay. I understand that. <laughs> I don't want to get into how sonar works, but they can tell when they're like submarines, like 60 miles away. So I'm not sure. Like, gotcha. I'm th- you know, you get what I'm saying. Like the technology exists for us to see something yeah. moving, even in a, even a, I think in a body of water that size. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yes. Yeah. But there's, yeah. And then, then there's a thing like, <sighs> Why am I the one that's fucking defending these goddamn things? I don't know how I got into the... Here's here's your defense, so I'll give you the defense for the rest of the episode. What if this creature also has the ability to become invisible? Because mm. that really this... fixes any any question anybody puts out there, right? In this it case, just disappears. Yeah. invisible to sonar. Invisible, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it absorbs the sound waves. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. So, uh... We don't. So the Loch Ness Monster is one thing, and that's the most popular, but it is not the only lake monster that exists. Did you know that there is several in the United States? Um, you know, I guess if you asked me if there was, I would probably have to say yes, but no, I'm not familiar with any in particular. So <laughs> the um, the one that I'm more aware of is Champ, which is um, the the similar lake monster for Lake Champlain, which is um, 
a lake that borders New York and Vermont states. Um, and, and the legend and the sightings and everything pretty much parallel the Loch Ness Monster, so it, it did nothing really too too fancy or exciting about that. Um, but have you heard of Bessie the Lake Monster? No. No, I have not. I'm just going to read this to you because, like, I, of all of the lake monsters that I that I, I, I read about or learned about, this is the one that I want more than anything to be true. <sighs> this is from the Wikipedia entry for Bessie, so we know that it's 100% solid fact. The legend of the Lake Erie Cow Monster begins in the city of Lorraine, Ohio, around the year of 1894. Lorraine was a growing city receiving mass influxes of immigrants due to the need of a workforce for the now-thriving steel mill. Prior to the arrival of the steel mill, Lorraine was a farming township that raised mostly cattle. While the steel mill was essential for the economic growth of the city, not long for, you know what, for a Wikipedia, this is really story-like, not long after its production began, the cattle industry and overall environmental well-being of Lorraine became began to suffer as pollution was being dumped into the Black River that surrounds the city and feeds into Lake Erie. Local farmers began to notice that some of their cattle began to act in strange ways and even go missing. This is where it gets interesting, Livius. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> some farmers reported seeing their cows become carnivorous and tearing apart rabbits and squirrels that wandered into the fields. Like fucking right there. I'm I'm sold. <laughs> first, okay. the first true sighting of the Lake Erie cow monster occurred in 1894 by a farmer named Max Cocalis. That's that's I mean, nobody trusts Max, I'm sure. Who claimed that all the cows in his field one day suddenly disappeared and the very next day reemerged as one giant multi-headed cow demon. <laughs> This is Wikipedia, ladies and gentlemen. The cow monster reportedly chased Cocalis off his land and into downtown Lorraine, where Cocalis rounded up volunteers to rid the town of this new beast. This makeshift militia spent weeks hunting down the cow monster and eventually chased it into the Black River, where they believed it drowned. However, the pollution from the steel mill was so toxic, I can't believe this is Wikipedia, that cow, the cow monster did not drown, but is actually believed to have developed gills and is still surviving in the Lake Erie and Black River areas to this very day. <laughs> I, I tried to look this up while you were while you were reading, and so I put in Bessie Lake Erie uh, monster, and then Google auto populated that with photos, and I thought, oh, this is going to be good. Um, there are no photos of. Of the multi-headed cow demon. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. So, like, I got a little bit more on this. Bessie is a name given to the alleged Lake Erie cow monster, as also known as Lorraine's Ocean Lake Monster. Lorraine Ocean's Lake, whatever. The first recorded sighting of Bessie since its supposed drowning occurred in 1907, and more sightings have occurred intermittently and in greater frequency in the last three decades. Bessie is reported to be cow-like and 9 to 12 meters, or 30 to 40 feet long, at least 100 feet in diameter, with a blackish coloring. <laughs> Come on. It's a ah. fucking, like, it's a cow lake monster. I will say that from an interest standpoint, that is probably the, mo the most entertaining one we'll talk about this evening. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. I did find a source... Um, 
a journalistic uh, integrity carrying. God, there's got to be a word that I'm trying to say here. Reliable. Anyway, uh, yeah, I did find uh, a in while I was looking for the pictures, and and the title isn't on there. They cut it off, but I know exactly what publication this is. So, the front page says Lake Erie monster sinks sailboat. Three page special report, and it shows something that looks like a long snake. Um, kind of attacking a, a pretty big sailing vessel. And uh, this was reported at some point by the World Weekly News. So I think if you're going to go into, <laughs> I mean, at least somebody post, I mean, a, yeah. a, 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 a newsworthy journal did post and they have a photo taken from the sky. Photograph taken seconds before 38 foot craft was snapped in half. And there's an exclamation point at the end of that. Well, did, can you share this photo with me? I, I, uh, I, I believe I can. Let's see. Share Facebook, Twitter, Google, email, copy link. I can't wait uh, to see a picture of the real picture of the lake. This Erie. is not. It's not Bessie though, because this looks nothing like a cow. Uh, let's see. All right, here we go. Via Skype, coming your way, and look a cow. There it is. Oh, that looks nothing like a cow monster. Yeah, that's what I was saying. But I mean, at least this does prove that there is some kind of monster in Lake Erie, even if it's not a multi-headed cow. Okay, so maybe this monster is protecting the cow monster. Is that what we're thinking? Oh, like a like a jealous boyfriend kind of situation? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you can't I mean, have my cow monster, bitch. I'm going to break I your mean, boat in half. I mean, if he bought the cow, he doesn't want anyone else getting the milk for free. <laughs> and if you bought the cow monster... Um, so, have you ever been to Lake Erie? No. Um, I, I, I have. Okay. Did, so, uh, I'm going to assume that this doesn't end with I saw a cow monster. No, no, this is not. But, like, um, this is going to be one of those stories where it has nothing to do. And, like, you're like, why? Why is this Rob's life? Kind of thing. Um, but... So back in my early 20s, I want to say, um, I have a friend who uh, was um, dating someone who lived in Canada. So uh, they started their relationship. They were living in Toronto together, and this person was um, kind of a pill addict. And so uh, through various um, shady psychiatrists and stuff like that, had like a, an ample supply of... Um, pills and, and, you know, through government assistance didn't really need to work. So, like, basically the person that Livius hates the most in the world is the welfare um, the drain on society, right? Right? It's a drug addict welfare yeah. drain on society? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I, I mean... I mean, I hate some other groups of people, too, but that one I got pretty high on the list. That's pretty high up there, right? So um, my friend was dating this person, and they were pill addicted and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. So, like, basically he went up and was living in Toronto illegally, by the way, um, with this person. And this person got him addicted to pills. And um, eventually it became, as you may guess, not a very good relationship. They were fighting all the time. And they actually kind of split up to the point where he went to a small town called Leamington. This is 100% real. This is 100% real story. Um, and was living... By himself in this house that was owned by um, the person he was dating. Like, the family owned the house, and they rented it out, but no one was living there. So he was just kind of staying there 
um, separated from, from. I think we call that squatting. Yeah, it was kind of squatting. Um, Ian contacted me one day and was like, dude, like shit's going really bad. I need to get out of here. So in the middle of the night, I drive up to Leamington, Canada. This is 100% real. Um, and this was like 2000. It was before all the 9-11 stuff. So you didn't actually need a passport to get into Canada. You could just head on up there. Yeah, with a good explanation to the border guards. I was in Canada once. Yep. and yeah. So yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So I drive up there, drive through Detroit. Leamington is um, probably maybe 50 miles away from Detroit in Canada. Get through the border in like the middle of the night, drive into Leamington, which is like a border, which is a, um, it's right on Lake Erie. And so I must have missed a turn or something like that because the road I was on literally just like goes all the way to the lake. Like it stops at the water. And so I'm driving and driving. And then suddenly there's just this like factory and like this really gloomy looking awful lake. And I was like, this is terrifying. Why am I even here? And I eventually turned around and got my bearings. This is before like GPS and all that stuff. So you had to actually use maps and your brain to figure out where you are. God um, bless you for going anywhere before GPS, man. Before GPS, I didn't even leave the house. Yeah. And so, um, picked up my friend. We drove back, got back home safely and everything. But there was this like, there was this moment where like probably two in the morning, I was in a car sitting, looking out at Lake Erie. And it was like the most drab and depressing shit I've ever seen in my life. So I guess the point of this story is I can absolutely imagine a cow monster living in Lake Erie. Uh, okay, so That's, I think that answers the question. You, so you, you on on the on the Nessie yay or nay scale, you're you're on the yay, right? I'm on the yay because, like, even if like, right. and if you've and if you've watched, you know, enough movies or or you know, weird TV shows and stuff like that, like, and if you look at like the way that you know, over time, from the time of the dinosaurs to now, like the way that lakes and stuff have changed, it is possible to be a landlocked. Thing that used to be connected to the sea that was like blah 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 you could be a dinosaur in the fucking lake is what I'm trying to say and I'm going to go with nay nay but on that this, right. does, <laughs> this does bring me to now Rob doesn't know about this one oh yeah I uh, I was doing a little bit of research on mythical creatures and, and as I am uh, I don't want to say I'm known to do as I like to do I try to go a little off beat and maybe pull up some things that uh, that they maybe you haven't heard of before and I came across this one and there's not even like any real information that I'm going to give anybody about this, but this is the most clever goddamn mythical creature ever. Okay, this I'm comes so from excited. this comes from Philippine um, legend or whatever you want to call it. You know what what they believe for those people who believe in mythical creatures in the Philippines. The Berberoka, B E R B E R O K A, Berberoka ensnares its victims and this ties in very well to what we were just talking about ensnares its victims by drinking enough water in the pond until a number of fish appear into the surface when the potential victim gets attracted to the school of fish the berberoka drowns them by hosing water and swallowing them afterwards wait you're gonna have to wait 
It's a swamp. Wait, does it have anything to do with humans or just attacks fish? Because, like, that's boring. No, no, no. It attacks humans, but but it does it. It has uh, maybe it's way overdoing it. It um, so so let's say so you're sitting there at Lake Erie confused looking at your maps, right? Because you're in Canada yeah. in the middle yeah, of the yeah, night yeah. picking up a drug addict. Yeah. And I've got some fishing gear <laughs> in my car. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, look at all these schools of fish that just appeared very near the surface, not noticing that enough water had been siphoned out of the lake to, to cause the fish to kind of rise to the top. <laughs> you go over there, the Berberoka squirts water at you until you drown and then eats you. I mean, all right, you're all right. I mean, that's that. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> no, but it's think about how clever it is. Because anything else is like, oh, you got too close to the water. The Bessie the cow monster, like, and its eight heads ate you. Like, there's nothing. It just waits, you know, for for you to be stupid. This one actually lures you lures in with you. something. I yeah. see what you're saying. Like, it's the luring. So it's like. But it's not luring in a in like a in, in a in a in a weird magical way like you know mermaids like hookers singing or, or hookers yeah. hookers with their um what vaginas it, yeah that's what it is <laughs> it's like it's like what is that special thing a hooker has mm. no I, nothing I, like, I thought you'd yeah. be impressed that this is a, a a creature that's intelligent enough to have devised a a a, a very um. I think the problem is complex it way. It sounds too real. It sounds like something that something would actually do, um, to actually you know to survive or whatever. It doesn't uh, sound like so... oh, it's just like you know an, a, a fucking ape where there's not supposed to be one and it's running away from shit, leaving footprints. Right, right? and then it swallows you. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. I don't like such an aggressive mythical creature. I like one that's <laughs> just like I like the uh, enigmatic. More enigmatic and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you know, hard to find kind of not the one that's like, I'm going to eat your ass. And then like, so if that's the case, I'm assuming that if this thing is reported, that means that someone has escaped it. I mean, I'm going to assume so. There's not a lot of information on Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm sure you would have to talk to like an old Filipino lady to probably get some really good stories about this. And and my uh, my reach into the Filipino community is uh how do I say this? Non-existent. So I'm not able mm. to, to to follow this up with like bringing on a guest to talk about their experience with the Berberoka. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say though, you got to pick a side, man. You're like Bigfoot was too boring. The Berberoka is <laughs> like way too aggressive. Like, how do you like your mythical creatures? I'm exactly? fickle when it comes to mythical creatures. Like, I want specific things out of them. I want them to be. You're some the, kind of mythical creature fucking racist. Like, none really, of them are good enough for you. Like, really one am. of them, like, this one's too boring. This one's too aggressive. Dude, that one's too wet from being in the lake. Drowned cows binding together into some sort of massive cow demon? That sounds amazing. That does sound pretty impressive. <sighs> yeah. Sorry. Was it Berberoka? Berberoka. Sorry I struck out on the Berberoka. No, no, Berberoka. If there are any Filipino listeners and you want to share any personal experiences you've had, bookpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, if I get some serious Berberoka, like, if Berberoka's got, like, momentum, if someone's like, oh, yeah, my cousin got eaten by... Now, is there one, or is it, like, is there multiple Berberoka? I don't know. This seemed like Berberoka was, like, a name for one, like, like saying Nessie, like a, a specific... Okay. 
There's very, I mean, listen, like I, I worked. I'm I'm deriving from one paragraph on goddamn Wikipedia on this. There's literally one paragraph. <laughs> all right, so there's not a lot to go on, but all I'm saying is like the like the. I was probably like ninety five percent against ever visiting the Philippines already. For what reasons? I don't know. Like I'm sure it's like kind of hot and third worldish and yeah, far, no, far, you're right. Far yeah, listen, away. I wasn't. I know I said that like like it's <laughs> you were one like, of my what's favorite wrong places. With the Philippines, yeah, right? yeah, but I, yeah, I don't care about the Philippines. No, no, no. It just seems like it seems miserable and hot and and old and. There, I I don't see the upside of the Philippines. It's not like, oh man, you know what? Uh, the Philippines, there's all these downsides, but like, the women are cra- like amazing or whatever. There's no, I haven't seen a positive to the Philippines yet. So, okay. Except so tying included. into our Fourth of July episode, if you're a Patreon contributor, they earned their independence from the United States on July Fourth. Yep. Um, also, if you're uh, if you're if you've got a Berberoka story, please just add a paragraph at the bottom on why Rob <laughs> should totally go to the fucking Philippines. If I go to the Philippines and I don't get eaten by a Berberoka, I'm going to be incredibly disappointed. So I've got one for you, Livius, and I'm and I'm not sure you're you're very familiar with. What do you know about Wendigo? Uh, well, I mean, we had him on the podcast the like one time, and oh no, not Chuck Wendig. Oh, oh, hold on a second, Wendigo. Um, nothing, actually, probably literally nothing. I saw the name in the notes, and you know, but I, I yeah, nothing. I got nothing. This one's a little bit weird, and I think that like pop culture is is de- depicted this in in many different ways, and depending on, and and here's the other part of it. It's a part of. Uh, Native American folklore, and I'm talking about like the United States, but also Canadian folklore, like the first people kind of people. And so I imagine that there's a lot of different like iterations and, and variations of, of, of what it is, but essentially like a Wendigo um, is not one specific being like our Berberoka in the Philippines. Um, it's basically um, it's like an evil creature that's associated with cannibalism. So um, I'll, I'll read what I can from Wikipedia. Oh, okay. All right, because there's some explaining that's going to need to happen there. I'll read what I can here. In Algonquin folklore, the Wendigo or Windigo is a cannibal monster or evil spirit native to the northern forests of the Atlantic coast and Great Lakes region, which I think that Illinois... Great Lakes region, right? We could have some Wendigo yeah, we, action. We have, we have one of the Great Lakes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have one of them. Uh, of both the United States and Canada, the Wendigo may appear as a monster with some characteristics of a human or as a spirit who has possessed a human being and made them become monstrous. It's historically associated with cannibalism, murder, insatiable greed, and the cultural taboos against such behaviors. So it's more of... I'm imagining because it's such, uh, you know, it's, it goes across so much um, different cultural folklore that it could be anything from, like, an actual monster that just, like, you know, is a cannibal murderer kind of thing. and an, Or a person who, by through cannibalism and murder, becomes a Wendigo. All right. <laughs> so that kind of solves my question. I looked up um, Wendigo when, you know, when you started talking about it. Mm-hmm. Pulled up some pictures and you said cannibalistic. I was like, they just eat other Wendigo? Then who cares? Like, eventually they'll just end each other. 
But I guess yeah. I see what you're saying, especially yeah. if one can possess you and, and cause you to be, you know. Yeah. So I think that the general idea is that, like, if I'm just, like, this piece of shit who wants to just, like, kill and eat people, like, the awfulness of my person eventually, like, and my, my acts of killing and, and eating other humans will turn me eventually into a Wendigo, which is this, like, freaky, deathly thing. I don't want to get too far off the topic, but this is a little fucked up. So the legend lends its name to the controversial modern medical term Wendigo psychosis. Described by psychiatrists as a culture-bound syndrome, whatever the hell that means, with symptoms such as an intense craving for human flesh and a fear of becoming a cannibal. Think about how fucking disturbing that is. And I'm going to break this down a little bit. Maybe this isn't affecting you the same way it affected me when I read it. But So, okay, so one of the symptoms is intense craving for human flesh. That sounds terrible, but lots of people want lots of things they're not supposed to have. Well, <laughs> right, right, you right. understand what I'm saying? But then the other symptom is the fear of becoming a cannibal. So imagine, like, the the, the mental anguish of craving flesh, but then the fear of becoming a cannibal so those have is, to those have to exist together, is what you're saying. It sounds that way to me. I mean, I didn't read into the whole thing. It just happens to be in the in the Wikipedia. This episode's brought to you by Wikipedia, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, just three dollars. <laughs> just three dollars. Just three dollars. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Ugh, it's just I don't know. That really bothers me a little bit. Like I, I don't I don't know how widespread this psychosis is, but it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, and I have to imagine that, like, so I, I want to go on the record as saying I have never craved human flesh. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes you have like a like a like a hankering for it. Yeah, you're like, like a real g- genuine craving. Yeah, you're you're watching Hannibal, and you're like, that doesn't look bad, like that type of thing. Uh, I, I have also or never small children on a playground. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Livia Snedden, your cannibal for this evening. Um, I've also never been like, oh man, I really am terrified of the idea of of being a cannibal. Um, and, and I think that's where we we mostly exist, right? Like we're we're all like, well, I'm not a cannibal, so I'm not worried about it, right? Well, yeah, but would you? Could you? Fuck, if this yeah. was a, if this was a Donner Party situation, yeah. you you could do it, right? Yeah, I think most people could. Everyone's like really disgusted by it, but when it comes down to it, I think if push came to shove, a, a good, Dude. I, I think I'm comfortable saying majority of people. Easily, if if it comes down to like your life is going to end, or you have eat someone's leg, that's not even a choice. Eat the leg. Correct. I'm I'm with you on this. All right, sorry. Um, back back to when to go. <laughs> back to the when to go. This is one of those things where it's like it's definitely something that um, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, this may be controversial. It may not. I'm thinking that because it has such a rooting in Native American folklore. That is not like super, you know, Anglo popular in like regular white America, but it has become pervasive in um, pop culture in the United States. Probably the most recent example is actually in the TV show Hannibal, which you have watched, right, Livius? <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to debate your use of the word pervasive because I don't think Hannibal had that many viewers. Oh, wow. I mean, if that's good, that like if, nice you said, my back. Right, if, if you said, all right, you know, the Wendigo is featured in Star Wars, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Hannibal right, so, it's three million <laughs> weekly viewers, probably not pervasive. But, yes, I get what you're saying. It's all right. So I, I guess what I meant by that was 
And actually, I'm probably wrong because I can think of another example that probably reached a greater audience. And this takes me back to, fuck, probably the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. In um, comic books, there was a crossover of, and, and this is when I was collecting comic books when I was a child because comic books. And that was a, that was a shot in all my adult comic book reading listeners out there. Um the there was a crossover between the Wolverine character in Marvel and Spider-Man and there was I believe a character called Wendigo and mm-hmm. and so uh you you're familiar with it? Um only cuz I wikipedia'd it while okay. you were trying to explain your comic book obsession. <laughs> I don't know if it was an obsession. I I I think I was I was dialing it back seriously. The Wendigo first appeared in the Incredible Hulk number 162 in April of 1973. Wow, that's Wow. Um, anyway, character, a comic book character, um, but basically, I, I doubt it was very cannibalistic. And you could probably confirm that if you're actually reading stuff about it. But, um, um, like a fearsome, wild creature, basically in comic books. But in um, in Hannibal, I think the reason that I brought up Hannibal, besides the fact that I'm obsessed with Hannibal, um, is that. It's about cannibalism. The entire story of Hannibal is about cannibalism. And so um, the spirit kind of animal or, the, or like the, the um, I guess, I, I don't know what to say, but like a, as Will Graham becomes more brought into the Hannibal world, he sees on a regular basis Hannibal himself as this Wendigo character. But, um, uh, you know, consistently throughout the TV series, the Wendigo basically appears when there's changes in the character of, of, of Will Graham that bring him closer to the character of, of, of Hannibal. So I would say that's probably um, the closest depiction that at least I'm aware of in pop culture is, is the Hannibal TV series and a little pop vinyl fe- figure that someone sent me in one of our episodes. <laughs> um. Creatures based upon Wendigos appear in a number of films, including Ravenous, which is probably the biggest movie to feature um, a, a Wendigo. Ooh, it's in that movie? Because I've mm-hmm. never seen that, but I've always heard yep. great things about yep. that movie. Wow. Yeah, I remember seeing it probably when it came out many, many years ago, and, and it was pretty good. Um, and the WB apparently loves them because television series such as episodes of Supernatural and Charmed also have had <laughs> Wendigos in it. So. Um, this is your chance, though, to update a Wikipedia article because there is zero mention of Hannibal. Oh, man. I don't even know if I wiki- – do you have to have an account for that? I don't know if I who do or knows? need one or – I don't know, but only $3. Yeah. Three, only three, only $3. Um, so Wendigo, I think, is one of those things where, like, I think it's more of a convenience for when pop culture needs a cannibalistic scary character than it is, like – an actual established Americana kind of thing like Bigfoot or that weird fucking cow lake monster. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's but I was excited to talk, talk about Wendigo because that was my my opening the door into talking about Hannibal. Uh, collective nay on the Wendigo then? Nay. All right. Although, actually, you know what? I want to take us in the Wayback Machine to I don't, I'm not going to know the episode number, but when we reviewed the book. Midnight Movie Creature Feature, that anthology. 
there was definitely a story that we both talked about that uh, involved a creature which could absolutely be considered a Wendigo. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. I think you're. Uh, I think you're right. Go back 300 episodes. <laughs> try and it's about, yeah, it's yeah. about how far back you'd have to go, yeah. <laughs> All right, my next one um, also comes from the Philippines, a, a place that we found out Rob absolutely hates. So if you're Filipino, I apologize on Rob's behalf, guys. I don't understand what yeah. he has against I'm you. I'm Filipino as a, racist. As a people, but yeah. yeah, so um, this one, uh, I mentioned this, and this is stuck in my head now for, I'm, I'm doing some mental math for 20 years. Roughly 15 to 20 years. Um, I had a friend who um, was married to a, a young lady who was born in the Philippines, primarily raised here. But one night we were sitting around and having some drinks, and she started talking about the duende. D-U-W-E-N-D-E. I'm going to go with duende. Uh, which is really how I came across that other one that I was talking about while I was trying to figure out, like, from memory, you know, like, what this creature or, or group of creatures in this case was. So when I was trying to find that, I came across the Berberoka as part of the Philippines. This one was really interesting to me, partially because of how passionate she was about it, because her family very, very strongly believed, um, and if I remember this correctly from many, many years ago, she was very, very ill when she was a child, and the duende actually saved her life. This is what her family believed, okay? So uh, I'm going to read a, a lengthy uh, entry from a website that does this kind of thing that maybe we mentioned earlier on the episode. Uh, duende are goblins, hobgoblins, elves, or dwarfs. Uh, they are little creatures who can provide good fortune or bad fate to humans. In the pre-colonial Philippines, they were called Mangalo and were believed to cause the death of children. Are you ready for this, Rob? By eating their bowels. Also in pre-colonial Philippines, yeah. Also in pre-colonial Philippines, yeah. Also in pre-colonial Philippines, mainly Visayas people believe that this race of creatures served and raised the goddess something unpronounceable. In modern-day beliefs, duendes frequently live in houses, in trees underground, termite-like, mound or hill, and in rural areas. They are known to be either good or mischievous, depending on how homeowners treat them. They usually come out at noon for an hour and during the night. Filipinos always mutter words, tabi-tabi-po, or bari-bari-apo-maka-elipas-kami-apo, asking them to excuse themselves for bothering the duendes. Filipinos would leave food on the floor so that the duende residing or guarding the house would not be angry with them. They also take your things and laugh at you when you try to find it, which is goddamn hilarious. Um, and they give it back to you when you tell them to please give it. Uh, this is apparently believed by rural dwellers um, in the Philippines as recently as, I mean, this young lady, I say young lady now because I'm still picturing her 20 years ago when I probably last saw her, um, you know, in the 70s. Her family legitimately believes she was very sick, and they think that their offering to the Duendes is what um, uh, allowed her to continue living. I mean, like, the best part was when they take your things and laugh at you. Fucking hysterical, right? <laughs> One of the reasons this came to mind is because, A, I was looking for something a little offbeat to talk about. And second, because I know somebody, at least who, I mean, her family, like, really, really believes this. And as she was telling us this, she became a little emotional about it. I think that in the years that had passed, maybe she believed it a little bit, too. 
that's um i mean that's probably the closest that either you or i are going to get to real legitimate belief in in one of these mythical creatures mm-hmm. um but it's interesting that it ties into a cultural slash is it almost religious or no is it has anything to do with religion or no not that I'm aware of. It's it's literally like little trolls that live near your house. <laughs> and they will bestow good or evil upon you based on, you know, how you treat them. So what offerings you leave for them or, you know, if you're if you're disrespectful. Now that I say that. All right. So hold on. I think I remember the fact. OK. Ugh. I think that she had said something along the lines of her grandmother or maybe her great grandmother or something had maybe offended one of them somehow. This is like coming back to me as I'm thinking about it. Maybe she had accidentally splashed water on them. They lived by a river or something, and then the baby became sick or something along those lines. So they left numerous offerings and, you know, asked for forgiveness and stuff. And finally, these creatures apparently, um, you know, relinquished whatever illness that she had. So, you know, yeah, I mean... And there are still areas of the world where, where people, I mean, I'm not saying that people who live in big cities uh, can't believe stuff like this, but there are parts of the world. I mean, I think about the village where, where my parents came from and how superstitious they still were, you know, back in the 80s when I was last there. Uh, anyway, we've talked about Romanians and, you know, the government wearing purple to ward <laughs> off, which I mean, it's yep. funny as this. I mean, some they live so far off what we would call uh, the grid. Yeah. That like science doesn't make it to some of these like outpost villages, so they believe whatever their parents taught them, which is what their grandparents taught them, which is what their grandparents were spouting off, you know, fifty years ago or whatever. <laughs> and you wind up with somebody who believes in little creatures that live by the river that can determine your fate. That uh, that reminds me. Did you watch the TV show American Gods at all? The first the eight episodes that was that was season one. I did. Do you, there was that whole episode that had to do with the um, the Irish woman with her her superstition about leprechauns. Mm-hmm. Yep. God damn it, that was good. Yeah, and it was weird because that one was really different. That was the one episode that was very different from all the rest of the episodes because it took place almost entirely in the past, right? Yeah, and honestly, that was one of those things. I don't know if anybody that's listening is is a is a Hannibal viewer or or an American Gods viewer, but. When you have a TV show that's produced by, um, fuck, I'm going to forget his name, Brian. Brian Fuller. Brian Fuller, one of the things you have to accept is that sometimes he's going to dedicate an entire episode of a TV show to the backstory of one character. Like, that's just something that he does, and there's no warning. (laughs) And weird reoccurring imagery. And weird reoccurring imagery. So, um, yeah, that was one of the things where... When it happened, I was like, oh, he's doing this, because I knew it was something that he did. But if you were not familiar with his style, you'd be like, why is there a whole hour about this one woman in Leprechauns? But, um, yeah, that's what that reminds did me you, of is, yeah, yeah. Did you think that he's her dad? No. Was I supposed okay. to? I don't know. I had that feeling when I was watching, and I read American Gods many years ago, and I really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And I got the feeling that that uh, that he was uh, an ancestor to what's her name to the dead girl. Oh well, that would be. I mean, it would be really cute that she paid so much honor to leprechauns through her entire life, except for when she was super rich. Mm-hmm. Um, that would make it cuter. It would make it like more heartfelt. 
And it would actually make it would actually honestly, if that was the truth, it would make the episode like a lot more heartwarming, especially considering the character that you see throughout the the rest of the season. True. Um, yeah. All right. So I'm also I'm going to do a nay on the duende, but uh, I, I do find the the whole thing um, again. They're a little more active than say Bigfoot or even Nessie. Like they actually interfere in the lives of humans, which makes them a little more interesting. They can make you sick. This shit's real. Apparent, apparently, and they can hide your things and laugh at you. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna also nay these. Have we, have we yay or nayed everything so far? Um, I, I, I yayed. I mean, partially yayed Bigfoot. All right. And I, I yayed the lake monster. Um, when to go? Yeah, I think we're both nay on that one, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, can we talk about that one leprechaun? <laughs> Since we're talking about leprechauns anyway. Sure, yeah. Do you know which <laughs> leprechaun I'm talking about? No, no idea. The one from American Gods? The No, <laughs> you would think so, because that would be the, the appropriate um, transition. But no, I'm talking about the Crichton leprechaun, known alternatively as the Mobile leprechaun or the Alabama leprechaun. Now, saying oh that... Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> All right. I'm going to go out on a... On a I'm going to take a stance here. The greatest video, <laughs> the greatest newscast ever is oh. exactly what Rob is talking about. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> really, if you don't know what the Mobile Leprechaun is, Google or go to YouTube, hit Mobile Leprechaun. Do it right now. Don't Do even it. listen yeah. to the rest Pause of this episode. The episode. Yeah, yeah. And I will tell you, if that does not just brighten up your entire day, it, it's, it's goddamn, it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, the beautiful thing about it is how recent it is. So this happened in March of 2006. So we're talking within the last two decades. There is apparently a, a leprechaun sighting, right? On March... Multiple sightings. Yeah, yeah. Um, on March, I'll read you a little bit of the background. On March 14th, 2006, local NBC affiliate WPMI-TV was alerted to crowds gathering in Crichton and dispatched reporter Brian Johnson to investigate. I'm so excited about this. Brian Johnson is like the most generic white bread name that exists. Johnson has previously received numerous calls about possible leprechaun sightings and questions about it from friends at a barbershop and his church. Things sort of snowballed when the crew arrived. Anchor Scott Walker later recalled, with multiple people claiming to have seen a leprechaun in a tree. Crichton resident Nina Thompson Brown submitted a. <laughs> oh, you got to see this picture. A cruelly drawn sketch of the supposed leprechaun. You've seen I the, know picture. the picture. Yeah. I've seen the picture. You can just picture it. It's in your. It's burned in your brain, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Among those who interviewed. Among those who were, were interviewed was a woman who opined that instead of a leprechaun, it could be a crackhead. It could be a crackhead or something. <laughs> <laughs> got a hold of the wrong stuff I'm talking Rob you have to understand whenever this kind of thing comes up and somebody says they haven't seen it I got the employee and I stand there and make them watch the whole like two minute news clip and then I judge them for the rest of the time I know them based on their reaction to it yeah 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 another interviewee DeMarco Morissette claimed Irish ancestry and showed off a special leprechaun flute that he claimed dated thousands of years old. <laughs> thousands of years. <laughs> My great granddaddy. 
<laughs> Morissette became known as the Flute Man due to his appearance in this report. I actually saw what was sketched on paper, said Johnson at the time. Some people say it as a shadow. That's really weirdly worded. Some people say it as a shadow from some of the branches being too close and that there is moss on the tree that could explain it. Certainly, I don't believe it's a leprechaun. I don't know. That 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 was a quote? That I was think a quote. that was a quote. I don't think that's actually... That's not from the newscast. That must have been some that's extended... A, that's another quote. That's, uh, I, I don't know what that is, but um, I don't know anyway. Yeah, so Crichton Leprechaun. Are we going to yay or nay this? I mean, ancient flute? How can you, how can you go against that? Yeah. <laughs> I want to believe it so badly <laughs> that I'm going to yay it in hopes that what I hope will come true. I'm going to yay the fact that it happened. <laughs> like, I yay the spirit of how fucking ridiculous the Crichton Leprechaun really is. And the sketch. I'm going to yay the could sketch. Could be a crackhead. Got a could hold of the wrong stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, right up there with, all right, so while you're on YouTube, if you're still listening, yeah. you're like, well, I'm going to let them finish, and then I'm going to go look. So look up Leprechaun Mobile. Look up Whistle Tips, because that's a really close <laughs> second for the best newscast ever. <laughs> Rob knows what I'm talking about, right? No, I have no idea. All right, but here's whistle what we're going to do. Rob. Do you YouTube. want me to pause and, and YouTube Whistle Tips? Whistle tips? Yeah. Yep. All right. Do it with your headphones out so I can actually hear while you're watching. All right. Whistle tips. Whistle tips. Oh. Whistle tips. With Bub Rub? Yep. Here we go. The latest rage for kids is driving parents and entire right? neighborhoods crazy. Yep. It's called a whistle tip, and it's welded inside a car's muffler <laughs> to make the car Shit. screechingly loud for nearly a mile. Well, tomorrow night, Oakland residents will be complaining officially to City Hall officials. Crown Force Mark Jones has the story live in Oakland this evening. Mark. Well, Pam, city residents have been told this noise is perfectly legal. So tomorrow, they hope to start the process to change the law. Nearly every muffler shop in Oakland is installing Whistler tips. It's a piece of metal welded inside the exhaust pipes that makes the car audible for almost a mile. Tell me about the whistles. The whistles go woo! Anybody that has it in their neighborhood is going to be totally driven crazy. It sounds like what? Well, you want to woo woo? It's that woo woo. You know what I'm saying? Then you got the flowers. They didn't trip out the flower masses. It's and decoration, man. It's just yeah. for decoration. That's, that's it. it and that's all, man. We do it for decoration. You have it on your car? Yeah, I on my car. It was being installed on their car. I'm so excited about this. Roxanne Bruns says the high-pitched tone, like the squeal of a bar train that doesn't stop, is keeping her awake at night. Police have told her it is legal. They think it's a fad. It's going to go away. It's not going away. <laughs> <laughs> And it's driving you nuts. It's driving me nuts. I work at home. Uh, I can't concentrate when it goes on for, for you know, hours. Some, some neighbors are saying way too loud. That's only in the morning. It's only in the morning. cooking breakfast with somebody. And so that's like an alarm clock. Woo-woo! <laughs> Bub Rub and Little Sis were proud to show it off. 
Some Oakland residents will complain about the noisemakers Tuesday night at Bob the city Robinson council meeting. Driver. Until the law changes, Marcelo Cabrera <laughs> says he will keep installing them. Would you want it in your neighborhood? No, I won't. I won't, but that's what I want. And, you know, my business is sell the pipes, so I have to sell whatever they want. And whatever people want, I'll sell it. <laughs> Fuck An you, AC man. Transit bus driver told us the noise is so loud <laughs> you can't even hear the siren from an approaching ambulance. So far, they've caused oh, no known accidents. In Oakland, Mark Jones, Cron 4 News. In Oakland, the Mark Jones. Dude, the, the beautiful catch of that is where they drive off and almost smash into another car. <laughs> That's only in the moment. I didn't even, I didn't even hear. I didn't even hear yeah, it I know. When, they, when they drove <laughs> off. That's the thing. Like, I didn't hear the woo-woo. <laughs> I know. I know. Their whistle tips were alive, right. and then and I'm gonna throw my third favorite one in there. I know this is not <laughs> this is not viral videos, but that that would be Sweet Brown. Ain't nobody got time for that. Mm. It's got to be the third best, and I'm putting that, that in third. Bitch. I know a lot of people argue that with me. I mean, you want to talk about a mythical creature? <laughs> Sweet Brown is a mythical creature. <laughs> All right, That's I so have... funny. <laughs> if on. you've never looked into it, she wound up doing like a bunch of local commercials and stuff oh, for, for like uh, like lawyer agencies and like car repair places. Like your car broke, uh, ain't nobody got. Time. <laughs> oh shit! Like the pizza place delivery in forty five minutes, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, That's so awful. she wound up. Uh, I, I, oddly enough, I, I did look, look it up. Yeah. Hold on, I googled it, and oddly enough, on the right-hand side, it says, it's got, ain't nobody got time for that, it's a one-minute video, and this is 93% like this movie. And that, I gotta tell I mean, you, I'm gonna, click the, you. I'm gonna click the thumbs up as booked, because who are those 7%? Who the fuck didn't love yeah, Sweet who Brown? who doesn't love, ain't nobody got time for that? Oh, so Animals. good. At any rate, Animals. We're, we're, we're way off track, but yeah, so go watch Leprechaun and Mobile, whistle oh tips, God. and ain't nobody got time for are that. Are we gonna yay the yep the Leprechaun and Mobile? We are yaying the Leprechaun and Mobile. Yay. We're gonna yay it now. I'm springing something on you, Olivia's. I'm ready. This may or may not go anywhere. I'm gonna acknowledge that right now. So I'm sharing with you, in our little chat, a link because I searched on Yahoo Yahoo Answers. I searched, why do people believe in mythical creatures? Because I thought maybe we would find something that was worth talking about there. All right, let me read some of this. I already have one. I'm going to start with one. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and I haven't read the entire thing, but I think that we're going somewhere with this one. Uh, <laughs> this is word for word from Giggy Mon, and this is an answer that was submitted five years ago. Because um, could be real... Just a endangered or rare animal that closes mythical creature that I know is most likely real. Listen to me out. Would be, <laughs> would be he chupacabra. Why? Because it's found in Mexico. In Mexico, there's a rare endangered dog breed. I forgot what it's called, but it's a dog that's bald and brownish image that with rebuise. <laughs> Or just imagine one of those being mean. You're most like going to say, oh, herp derp, chupacabra der. <laughs> There's also other mythical animals that might be real, but I'm making this too long. I mean, if that doesn't solve the question for you, I don't know. Listen, 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 me out. listen me out. Yeah, listen me out. 
just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I don't want to make a list because people say, uh, sexist, racist, whatever. But just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That's all I'm saying. You know, you may say, oh, herb der, chupacabra der. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to make this too long. Uh, I hear you, but I have a a bit of another thought that I want to throw your way. I become decrease than the impact that the Kabbalah become greater of an esoteric direction working device. Certainly, one of this style many historic culture worldwide extensive. It is not greater mystic than mythic. Parentheses. I do believe there ain't no notice as mythic, so I'm sorry. Close parentheses. Uh, Yahoo Answers is closed, right? They're not actually still... Are they not? No, they do. Holy shit. If you just click on the <laughs> Yahoo Answers icon. I, I mean, okay, uh, so here's here's the, 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 the top one on here. Uh, the, all right, so there's a special feature. How can you tell if a friend is lying in a text message? <laughs> the next oh, one. Oh, I really want to know that. <laughs> Let's do it. I, I do want to get into the next one because the next one sounds more up your alley, actually. Do you truly believe that your date want to meet you for dinner but is just innocently running late do you trust that your sister honestly has no idea where your favorite sweater could be that's the that's the question why why i'm yeah. looking for the gigamon answer let's see if yeah. gigamon answered wait can but, i just uh, look at all the gigamon answers is that a thing that you can do i clicked on gigamon yes Answer quickly. Do I have ADHD? Here's here's the here's the answers <laughs> yes. that Gigimon has. Holy shit! <laughs> Changing yes. my legal name. Help. Hair dye. Help. Help on guitars. I have a question about singing. I need help finding fun in Chicago. Oh, here we go. And oh, I need help on Pokemon neighbor. deck. This is a neighbor of ours. Gigimon has some fucking opinions. <laughs> oh my god. Gigamon is, have you seen, there's a series of videos, and I wish I knew who did it. Oh, no, that's it, Gigamon's questions. Hmm. Oh, my God. There's an entirely separate list of answers, and it's so much longer. <laughs> Listen, thank God Gigamon <laughs> is helping people answer the tough questions in life, like our mythical creatures real. Hold on. I'm just going to read. We don't have to go into more of Gigamon's answers, although if anybody's interested on go to Yahoo Answers and search for a user. It's G-G. I'm sorry. It's G-I-G-I space M-O-N. Here are some of the I'm just going to give you the topics. Gigamon. Pretty worldly. Uh, Help me with Pokemon team. Why do people leave with mythical creatures? What kind of animal could have gotten into my car? <laughs> How do I fry chicken? What is wrong with me? Questions to ask someone. I feel like I have to pee, but I don't. What's the problem? <laughs> Pretty curious about what Gigamon has to say about that. My dog just had puppies and dot, 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 question mark. How to overcome the fear of go? I think Gigamon is a mythical creature. Why can I see my veins all over my body? Can you get really high from cough syrup? Movie trouble. Can't find name of this movie anywhere. Is my house being haunted or by something paranormal? Gigimon. We need Gigimon in our lives. That's what I'm trying to say. As a guest host. Um, 
He reminds me of there's a there's somebody who does a series where they found tweets um, and or Yahoo answers or questions where stuff's misspelled. The pregnant one and oh my god yeah yeah there's a yeah, bunch yeah, exactly, of them but yeah, yeah that's the one yeah and my um, preg hilarious stuff yeah like pregnant pregnant yep yeah I know what you're about. it always makes me wonder like it, I, I understand that youngsters have access to tablets and smartphones and computers but yahoo answers always struck me as like nine-year-olds <laughs> go to get their all their questions answered right like like why is my penis whatever yeah, I know. Why I is, why, yeah, why penis, is my yeah. penis? Question mark. Yep. Why <laughs> is yeah, penis? question? Yeah. So, um, there's a poll <laughs> on the front page of Yahoo Answers. And, uh, there's why would a girl with good grades want to be a porn star? <laughs> why not? I hope that's one of the answers. <laughs> I, I scroll. Yeah. There's there's a lot of mind your own business. What's it to you? Blah blah blah. I scrolled down like three pages. It, it says free black dick and get paid to do it. Stupid, <laughs> stupid death seeker. Um, I mean, yeah, that's a pretty bulletproof argument. Demon possession. People who watch and act in porn are possessed without realizing it. It's worse than those who actually know that they're contacting demons. I mean, at least they know what is happening. Yeah, can't argue with that. A lot of people are saying the money, the money, the money, and I'm going with the money. Uh, I mean, yeah, like, and yeah, money and sex. Yeah, if like you, if, if I could get paid to just have you. sex all day long, and then someone was like, "You could get paid to do this other thing," I'd be like, "Well, let's have the sex because it's sex." Oh, this would be Rob's Rob's answer because she loves dick and money. Doing porn doesn't require much brain power. Females love attention, dick and money. Well, heterosexual females love dick, of course. Not all. Some like it more than others, and some are virgins. But that's besides the point. <laughs> and really, like if you think about a virgin, it's just someone who will eventually like dick. Yeah, exactly. We are so <laughs> far off. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. Um, are we done, mythical creatures? Let's okay. So let's let's kind yeah. of do some summation. I do want to say um, <laughs> that in, when I was looking up the uh, the Filipino mythical creatures, th- this is the out, right? So we talked about an out on um, the time travel episode, right? Because you know, because time travel, anything can be changed or fixed, right? Uh, in the introductory paragraph about Philippine mythical creatures, the last line says. Uh, rural parts of the Philippines of people who believe firmly in their existence, this discrepancy is sometimes rationalized by the explanation that only pure and good mortals are able to see the creatures. Well, so there's your out. Yeah, there That's it is. why we haven't found Nessie. Yeah. <laughs> Not or enough Bigfoot, pure and good people, yeah. Or Wendigo or the Chupacabra or the Barboca, Barbaroca, whatever. Yeah, Barbacoa. We, which is like my favorite Chipotle bowl. <laughs> Maybe that's what it's named after. <laughs> um, yeah, or even that leprechaun, the Crichton leprechaun. That could um, be a crackhead. Could be a crackhead. It comes down to the thing I like about these mythical creatures is that they blur the line between like like science and belief. Like there's there's some sort of like. There's not enough science to prove that they legitimately exist, and there's there's not enough belief for them to be, eh, except for maybe like some of the more entrenched ones like leprechauns and stuff like that. Um, part of an actual religious belief structure, they kind of 
they they straddle that fence, and and that's I think one of the reasons that they're so fascinating, and the, the reason that they show up in in pop culture so often is because like they appeal to both like the scientific we know for a fact or we can prove, and the superstitious slash religious slash belief based like we don't know but we have faith that it's real, and um, I, I think that's why it's a fascinating thing to think about and to talk about. Um, and then you got Gigimon, who just fucking knows. <laughs> Gigimon, I, I think during I, I just have a feeling that during the conspiracy theory episode, if we had Gigimon on, <laughs> that it would definitely be a two-on-one type of. <laughs> oh no, that says so much about you, Gigimon. <laughs> if you're out there, bro, I'm gonna try up. and find Gigimon now. By the way, that is gonna <laughs> hey. be. Let's let's check in. A couple of Patreon episodes ago, during a holiday episode, we tried to get a, uh, a guest host from <laughs> oh, the internet. Right. Um, I'd like to follow up on on, on the progress. Um, oh, recommended for you in Kindle Books. Loving it in her, the mature, <laughs> <laughs> the mature woman bundle. All openings. The Man of Legends, which is an actual book. Mothers and milfs. Forty stories of exactly what she needs. Wait, why do they have to be mutually exclusive? Yeah. Wow, there's a lot of this stuff. All right, hang on. Where? All right, so where do I see my comments? How do I do that? It's probably under your like account. Like if you click on your name or something, I have no idea. Account and lists. Hold on. Browsing history. Maybe we got something there. Show me a whip. I'm just going to keep <laughs> clicking on... I know it was a whip. Yes, that's, yes, it was a review for a whip. Do you think if I just search for whips, it would find it quicker than like all the books <laughs> I'm scrolling through? Probably one of the top rated whips if you found it the first whip. time. Whip. Uh, premium quality. Oh, I think this might be the one. You know, an interesting thing has happened with Amazon lately. I've been searching for furniture and some like just like uh, complimentary pieces on Amazon. You know what I mean? Like end tables and stuff like that. Whatever I look at on Amazon when I go to Facebook is automatically that item is an ad in the sidebar. So expect to see some whips in your Facebook. <laughs> oh, browsing. I don't care. People probably expect that anyway. I don't know if we're going to be able to find this. How do I see? <laughs> My job as co-host on the book podcast is to make it so that Rob can never open his Amazon account in front of anybody. <laughs> like this is all going to be whips and like uh, incest uh, uh, stories. <laughs> Someone at work would be like, "Hey, do me a favor, pop on it, pop on the Amazon account real quick. Let's look at something." And be like, "I, I can't, I can't. I'll lose my job if I just open Amazon. Amazon has become not safe for work for Rob. <laughs> I just can't. I can't find it now. There's one whip. I would think that viewing the one whip would bring up the other whips I've looked at, but no. Um, <laughs> for some reason, it hasn't. However, um, oh, now Amazon, work on your algorithm. Work on your algorithm. Yeah." yeah. It's pairing things all right, together. So. All, right, all right, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. Oh, all right. Let's reel it back in. <laughs> <sighs> we didn't talk about, and I know what your answer is going to be. And 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 I'm. I, I don't want to say I'm up in the air because that makes it sound like ah, probably maybe. But we talked a lot about specific mythical creatures. Just in general, Rob, what are your thoughts on on say like witchcraft? That's a mythical creature, right? Witches. I mean, you know, we could probably, you know, black pointy hats and stuff. But what do you think about, you know, women who sell love potions or, 
amulets that will defend you from harm from enemies or that type of thing. Uh, I'm going to get real and it's not, it's going to be boring. It's not the answer that you're hoping for, but like, if you want to know my real thought about any of this stuff is that the human mind has an evolutionary imperative to explain things to itself. So it always has to kind of understand what's going on, right? You have to be able to identify a predator that's camouflaged. Um, you have to know why the sun rises and the sun sets and all that kind of stuff. So like anytime there's something that happens that people can't properly explain through common mundane, you know, explanations gets assigned some sort of magical or um, spiritual explanation. So like if there's creaking that's going on in your house and you don't expect creaking to happen, there's a fucking ghost. It's not the fact that like your foundation is poor and like the building is settling or, or, or shifting. It's a fucking ghost. That's the way it is. So like, uh, when it comes to mythical creatures, I think that like basically people see something that they don't understand and they assign a value to it that is, you know, to most people, fucking insane. Um, but to them, it explains what they saw. And and I think that practically every mythical creature could be explained away to a much more mundane thing than is is you know is what it's called. There's no fucking cow beast that lives in Lake Erie. I know that for a fact. However much I want it to be real, I know it's not a cow beast from hell. Um, but <laughs> from hell, specifically. From, specifically from could hell. Could be from Ohio. Could be. I mean, there's a lot of awful things that happen in Ohio, so that could absolutely be true. But, like, I think that's what it comes down to is, like, our mind as an evolutionary, like, survival tactic needs to explain and understand what's going on. Um, and, and I think that's what we do. We process things the best way that we can understanding that we don't know probably most things and like the dumber you are the less you actually understand so like the more you're going to need mythical creatures to fill in those gaps so basically just nick's doing a whole episode on ghosts witches and oh yeah no no no. i would love to talk about that stuff but i don't believe in any of it (laughs) um I don't know. You know, when it gets the weird shit like like witchcraft and stuff, I, I mean, I agree, oddly enough, although our opinions are going to diverge greatly at the end of this statement. I agree with everything you said. That being said, I think that sometimes we try to assign science to everything, um, even when we're not really sure what the explanation is. So, you know, we're all made up of energy. And, and I, I do think that to a certain extent, now, do I think that the witches fly around on brooms and have little winged monkeys uh, that serve them? I think that's awesome because I'm a huge fan of that movie. Um, no. Do I think that there's like an influence thing that can happen if like one person directs a certain amount of energy in a certain way? Um, you know, we've talked about this before on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I guess I believe that it's possible. I don't think to a great extent. But I think if enough people... Or, or, or wishing you or the right people are wishing you some harm. I don't necessarily know that you're going to uh, choke to death on a chicken wing, but, you know, could, could it cause maybe just indigestion or, or you to kind of feel miserable for a little bit? Yeah, I think it's possible. I, I don't I don't want to say 100% believe it, it happens, but I'm not going to rule it out. So I think of all the things we've talked about, uh, Bigfoot, and I, I guess I would probably throw some level of witchcraft in there as like a possible yay. Um, mostly from, and how do I say this? 
explained in a scientific way, I, I could I could probably buy into to that a little bit. So, you know, again, I don't I, I'm not some nutty guy that goes right heritage aside. I swear I don't own anything purple. <laughs> I don't own one purple piece of clothing that that keeps me from having spells cast on me by witches. But, you know, do, do I think there's something there? Yeah, I think there's a lot that we don't understand about the way, um, you know, maybe the human mind works or how, like, somebody else's negative energy can affect the human mind. Not just in, like, Rob's in a good mood and I'm in a shitty mood. And if Rob talks to me for long enough, I've annoyed Rob to a point where he's in a shitty mood. But, you know, I think there might be something to that. How are you, like, the fucking uplifting, like message of the two of the two of us i was not expecting that like i think you just I made know. me believe a little bit <laughs> i don't know i mean like i said i, I think that but you, you understand what i'm saying i agree with you that we try mm-hmm. to explain everything but sometimes we try so hard to explain away something that we don't under or explain something that we don't understand that maybe we we, we get it wrong all right i mean i guess that like in order for me to make my argument, I need to leave room for your argument. Like, that's the only fair way to, to go in life, right? Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like how that works. We, we have to get like, that done a little yeah. more often. So. Yeah. Uh, well, um, yeah. Come back in for this episode specific... on racism. <laughs> <laughs> in this specific situation, I guess. I should have clarified. Um, uh, there you go. So we talked a little bit about mythical creatures. We may or may not believe in some of them. We may be more enthusiastic about the idea of them than the actual, like, possibility that they exist. Crichton Leprechaun and Gigimon, if you ask me, shining moments of this episode, which are... Yeah, absolutely. Amazing work. I, yeah. I'm not sure what the copyright infringement on this is, but if I could choose one <laughs> little photo for the, um, you know, for, for the thing next to the episode number, it would be from Chasing Amy... Where there's a picture of Santa oh, Claus yeah. yep. and the Easter Bunny. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're That's talking the about. Mythi- those, yep. those four are the mythical creatures that I would They're like to... Uh, figments to... of your fucking imagination. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there it is. Uh, right. If I'm ambitious uh, enough, I may actually add that at the end of the episode. But you know what? You know what it is. So just go fucking find it on your own if I don't. Listen, come back next week. What are we going to do? <laughs> Nothing. I don't Who know. Knows, yeah. Like maybe an interlude episode. It's probably going to be like a generic interlude episode where we don't talk about something completely off topic. Because we meant we managed to mention books, I think, exactly once this episode. Yeah. 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 And that was the Midnight yeah. Movie Creature feature. Um, next week, a more <laughs> traditional, maybe. I don't know. Booked interlude. But we are in the lazy summer of podcasting. So uh, that, that's that's it. Look forward to more Livius and Rob drinking and disagreeing about mythical creatures love it love it all right until next time i'm rob olson and i'm livius ned and keep believing Ooh.